Welcome back to the Lacoste Bucket Podcast. I'm Taylor Dillon here with y'all again. Another schedule preview episode today as the Penn State Nittany Lions have released their 2020 men's lacrosse schedule. The Nittany Lions, we saw them win their first Big Ten championship last year and win their first NCAA tournament game. It was a year of first for the Penn State Nittany Lions in 2019. They're looking to repeat that success and go even further in 2020. Penn State will start their season at home on February 1st against Lafayette before heading to Villanova on February 8th. They'll play St. Joseph's at home on the 15th. And then the big one, two big ones in a row actually, at home against Yale on February 22nd and on the road against Penn on February 29th. Some call that a rivalry game, some don't, um, whatever you want it to be. They will then take on Cornell in the uh, Crown Lacrosse Classic down in Charlotte, North Carolina on March 8th, and then we'll play a midweek game on the 10th of March at Furman down in South Carolina. The last non-conference game will be against Lehigh on March 21st. They will kick off the Big Ten play with maybe the biggest uh, conference game in the Big Ten again this year against Maryland on March 29th. That one will be at Penn State this year. Uh, expecting a, I don't know if that's a Sunday or Saturday, but expecting a night game or a primetime game for uh, TV slot for that one uh, on the Big Ten Network. April 5th, we'll see Penn State travel to Ohio State. Then they will travel to Johns Hopkins on April 11th. They will play Michigan on April 18th at home and then travel to Rutgers to end the season on April 25th in what is known now as Rivalry Week in the Big Ten. I don't know if Penn State, Rutgers, you could consider that a rivalry. I don't know if they're trying to make it one, but whatever. Some key games here for Penn State and uh, already mentioned uh, all of these and how big they are, but Yale, Penn, and Maryland are the the three biggest games on this schedule. And I, I think even, like, you could put Villanova in there as well. I think, and I've mentioned this before, I think Villanova is going to be a really good team this year, but just judging on what they did last year, you know, it, it it could be a potential upset here, but overall, Yale, Penn, Maryland are the two biggest games, or excuse me, the three biggest games on Penn State's schedule this year. Now, with that Yale one, remember last year, Yale is the only team that beat Penn State. Penn State was, what, 15-2, and two, something like that? They only had two losses, and those two losses were to Yale. They lost to Yale by one point. I believe it was like 16, 15, something like that, on the road in February. 
This year, it's at home in February. You know, the one thing that, you know, everyone said last year, and it's going to be similar this year, is the only thing that will hold Penn State back is their defense. And when you face a team like Yale that, and honestly, like Yale, if they did not have T.D. Owen, they would not be, like, they would still be good, but they wouldn't be a top five team. And they won that game last year in the regular season and in the playoffs in the NCAA, NCAA semifinals because of him. Gerardo Saley went 50-50 almost with TD in the regular season. And that was a one-goal loss. It was nearly 50-50 at the face-off dot. Arcelia has got to do that again. And again, remember, Penn State had, they had, I think it was one opportunity at the end of the game. Arcelia wins the face-off. And I think they got it to a mental O'Keefe behind the net. And and they tried to initiate from there. And I believe it, I believe it was a, a Chris Fake shut it uh Chris Fake, I believe it was Mac O'Keefe behind the net, and he shut him off and forced a turnover. Uh, and that's that. That's that's how they won the game. And you've they've got to capitalize on those kinds of things. They have to win the faceoff uh, game. They have to win that battle first if they want to beat Yale, and that goes for any team. Now with Penn, that was a one goal win last year as well. And Penn went to the uh, NCAA quarterfinals, lost to Yale in those, and that was a one-goal loss. I think that was one of the best series of games last year was Penn and Yale. And you know, the, the what was it, triple overtime in the regular season, and then a uh, one-goal finish in the... 102 goal win for Penn in the Ivy League championship game, and then a uh, one goal loss. I believe it was Joey Sessa uh, uh, had that game winner in overtime uh, for Yale in the NCAA quarterfinals, but. I think Penn State's got got that game against Penn, and and you know people have mentioned they've they've lost a lot, but they've also gained them, uh, gained some as well, uh, with high profile transfer, Patrick Buckenshaw, uh, goalie who, by all accounts this fall was kind of controlling that defense. So, you know the Penn Penn State game I think is going to be a little more in Penn State's favor. But Penn State is a very complete team, and I say it every time. B.J. Farrar is the best LSM in the country, and if you don't slow him down on the transition, Penn is going to kill you. You that's That's what they did in the tournament last year. That's what they did in all their wins last year. I literally watched them devour Army and Army defense apart with their fast-break opportunities. And Penn State, their defense is not as good as some of the other Big Ten teams. 
And that's why they are going to have to rely on Arceli in a lot of these big games. And they, they were able to do that last year. They, they've got to do it. Um, going on to this Maryland game, you know, I think this, it, it's obviously a Big Ten championship preview, um, a, a possible one. And Maryland, you know, I, I always say they're the Alabama of college across. They well, they oversign kids, <laughs> they oversign every class, but they they don't really rebuild. They just kind of reload, and we've seen that during the John Tillman era, and you know just like just like Alabama, they've you know they've run into the crypto night a couple times, and who's that been Clemson, okay. Maryland lost to Duke last year, and oh, was it Duke, or Virginia? They lost to Virginia last year, in the. Uh, in the quarterfinals. You know, that was a crypto night last year. Now, say what you want about that call where they called it a goal when it clearly hit off the crossbar that won Virginia the game. I know, but there were multiple other opportunities there for Maryland to win that game. But Maryland's a complete team, and they, they always are. And Penn's, like last year, when you saw these two play in the uh, Sunday night lacrosse, First Sunday night lacrosse game of the year, Maryland and Penn State on Big Ten Network. It 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 was an it was awesome and like I believe it was like eight to nothing or eight to one Penn State um, at the end of the first and Maryland was able to come back in the second half. Now Penn State, if they're gonna beat a Maryland team again, Maryland returns a lot of guys. Um, Bubba Fairman, you have uh, Logan Wisnowskis, you have. Uh, Jared Bernhardt. This, like, they have a good offense as well. Penn State may be more dynamic and more, uh, they can, they can score in bunches better, which is, I think, their best quality. But if, if Maryland's, you know, Maryland, they lost, uh, I can't remember who their goalie was, but they, they lose a goalie, but they bring in Chris Brandow, who was a freshman at Georgetown last year. Who started uh, really most of the like the back half of the season, um, <clears throat> and you know it, it, it's kind of up in the air if he's going to be the starter, another high quality freshman as always coming in. Um, so you know it, that's going to be an interesting one, and I think I think more so than the Yale and Penn game because uh, like I, I know people say February games don't matter, but like. There were a lot of games in February last year that did matter. You know, I think, you know, if you're going to say February games don't matter, the one team to look at from last year was Robert Morris as they went, was like they were 1-7 one and, one and seven in, at near the end of March and then we're going on an eight-game eight, eight winning streak to win the NEC. Um, you know, that doesn't happen very often. So you've got to win those games early on in the season. Uh, but we see Duke have some bad losses every year. Virginia have some bad losses. And, you know, it's fine. One or two is fine. But, you know, I, I do think this Maryland game, especially being a, a, a conference matchup, is probably not the biggest. But I do think it. I think it's a bigger matchup than the Penn game. I think the Yale game is, it, it is again, like last year, is going to be a test of, I think whoever wins that game will be number one in the country. Um, after that game, now that's th- th- that's saying that Penn State 
is number one coming into the year, which I think is possible, but also you have to look at Virginia, uh, the reigning champions for if they come in like number one, because that's also a possibility as well. Um, and no, honestly, Virginia might have a more complete team on paper, front to back, not just front loaded like Penn State does. But I mean, this is going to be a Penn State team, you no. Know. Grant and Mac O'Keefe, uh, Dylan Folds, I think, is a guy that we're going to see take an even bigger step forward in 2020. You know, he's probably one of the underrated players, most underrated players in the country. So this is going to be an interesting year for the Nittany Lions. And, you know, I do think they're built to win it all. But they've, you know, certainly in all three of those matchups, they're going to have to prove themselves in different ways. And then I didn't even mention this, but the last game of the season against Rutgers, and what is it, second last week, second to last game of the season against Johns Hopkins and their first Big Ten game against Ohio State could all be tough games as well, depending on how well those teams do. You know, I do think Rutgers takes uh, a step in the right direction after a, a, a down 2019 season. I do think Ohio State is poised to make a championship weekend run. Um, with that said, there are things that both of those teams have to do to make sure they get there, and it's win the games that they're supposed to win. Neither of those teams did that very well last year. So, depending on where each team sits, those games could be could be big ones as well, and, and any, any conference game is big. Uh, the Johns Hopkins game is also uh, going to be a pretty big one as well. Um, and, you know, they... They they weren't the best team last year. They sparked late. If they can kind of spark early this year, I think we could see them sitting up there, uh, a top five team. You know, in 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 March and in, in in April, but they've got to prove it as well. Uh, Penn State, I think you know, I think they're looking at their schedule now. I think and knowing what they bring back and everything they have. I think they only have two losses. And, you know, on the season, like, overall, I think they lose. Like, I'm going to say they lose to Yale in in that game of the regular season. I think it could be Penn State, Virginia, Penn State, Yale, Penn State, Maryland, Penn State, Duke, even, in the national championship game. And... I think that's possible if they lose that, that they lose a game in the championship or they lose in the semifinals. But I, I can't really see them losing two or three games in the regular season. You know, I guess at the max, it would be a three-game loss in the regular season, and that would look like, you know, losing to Yale, Penn, and Maryland or losing to uh, Yale, Maryland, and maybe another uh, one that we 
know, they just play bad or they have an injury. Um, but this is definitely a team that's built to last. This is a, a, a program that's been built slowly. I'm like, this is a this Penn State team is going to make noise again here in 2020. So we're going to be a good year for them. Again, thanks for listening uh, to the Crossbucket podcast. You can find us at lacrossebucket.com on social media, at lacrossebucket on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Again, lacrossebucket.com, where it's always lacrosse season.